If you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. If you don't know me, I'm Christina Madden. And today we're discussing branding, and I was making jokes here with my special guest that we have a major branding error going on where our podcast showcases my fabulous husband, Tim Madden, but does not give you much of my background. But if you don't know who I am, I am co-founder of ECU, Chief People Officer um, here at our organization, and this is where we help our clients targeting six figures and multiple six figures um, and jobs that they love, and we help them land those jobs quickly while having a lot of fun. Uh, We go live every week inside of the Executive Career uh, Network. Many of you are part of that, but if you are not, hop on over to Facebook. Uh, Be sure to check us out. I think it's over 9,200 members now. It's a great place to, of course, connect and and know a little bit, um, you know, a little bit more about Tim and I and our coaches here. Um, If you're watching in the ECN, make sure you say hi. Uh, We stream on iTunes and Spotify iHeart and Google. And if you could, as usual, like Tim always says, if we give you anything valuable, head over and um, leave us a review on iTunes. We would love to hear from you. But without further ado, I will introduce our special guest here, Katie Britton. It's, um, she's our executive branding expert. So our clients go through a really unique experience with her um, in the realm of you know personal branding. And I know that's a really hot buzzword right now. We're going to learn a lot about that uh, on today's episode. But Katie, why don't you give us a quick intro and tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Christina. Tough act to follow. I know you're more um, you're you're more experienced in this than me, except I do talk to people all day long, just usually not on camera. So um, here we are. But I do speak to a lot of people. I think with ECU since 2018-ish, we've been working with thousands of executives. Um, I've personally written, reviewed, um, assisted with over 8,000 resumes um, in my career. I also work with people on their LinkedIn profiles to make sure that we're really telling a full circle story. I like to call myself sometimes an executive storyteller to make sure that we're telling that story that you're trying to get across for your as an industry uh, leading executive. We make sure that we're telling that story on your resume and on your LinkedIn to make sure that there's no confusion. And and that's what we're going to go into today as far as what your branding looks like. Um, I know I joke all the time and my clients um, can attest to this, but um, I say you don't want to be a school teacher on your resume and an astronaut on your LinkedIn. You want to make sure that you're telling a cohesive story between the two because you never know which one somebody's going to get, whether they find you first on LinkedIn or they get a hold of your resume. We want to make sure that both are telling the same story. So more on that, I'm sure, as we kind of talk today, but a little bit more about me. Um, I've been working with ECU, like I said, since 2018. Um, I have a degree in journalism and a lot of 
um, letters behind my name, as you can see here, um, certified professional resume writer, um, national certified online profile expert. And I've worked with a lot of different people to make sure that we're able to get that right branding at the right time and help them exceed in, the career, in their careers. I'll tell you something, guys, we could absolutely not do what we do here at ECU um, with these kind of results without Katie. I mean, this branding piece is so important. And, you know, even some of our marketing people say, hey, I can I can market just about anything but myself, you know, and it's really a process of pulling these measurable achievements out of you and pulling new inspiration out of you. It's, it's, a, it's a whole journey. It's just absolutely incredible. But so I have a few questions. We'll pick Katie's brain while, while, while we have her. Um, and for those of you that have been listening to us for a while, you know that I always tend to go back to mindset work and probably like, Christina, why does everything go back to mindset? But I find that our clients struggle a lot in this area with personal branding. Now, Katie, would you agree that mindset is like the first stop with, with branding. It's like people get so hung up on, does it have to be perfect? Are they scared to put themselves out there or whatever? But how do you feel mindset impacts someone's ability to brand themselves well? Oh my, oh my goodness, it's the foundation, right? Um, you know, if you're not in the right headspace and you're not in the right mindset, you're, you're gonna be in all these different energies. You may have negative energy, you may be in a victim energy. Um, you may have had a really toxic environment that you're in or have just gotten out of. And so we really have to make sure that you're really in that right headspace to really see clearly what that next step is. Because if you don't know, or, or you know, um, you've worked with plenty of clients that probably have said this to Christina, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, right? And they're in an executive level and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, you've been doing this for a long time. Let's talk through it. Let's really understand. And this is where I kind of jump in from the mindset aspect on the branding side of things, you know, what are you passionate about? What really gets you ticking? What do you enjoy? What do you hate? Like, that's what I want to know. Is it, are you just doing this because you need to make a lot of money? Are you just doing this because you want, you don't need to make a lot of money and you want to focus more on work-life balance, you know, really digging in and finding out where those clients stand. Such an individualized strategy everybody has mindset issues. You and I both, we, we, you know, luckily we have each other to, to talk about our mindset issues because you've certainly um, have helped me through a lot of things in, in, in my career even, but you know, it's, it's really understanding and digging underneath that surface to figure out what those next steps are. What do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Those are conversations that we have on a daily basis. So to answer your question, absolutely. Mindset is absolutely the building block to get to where we need to be to make sure that we've got that right branding in place. Yeah. And I think so many people, we forget that we have permission to be happy, right? We have permission to ask ourselves these fun, creative questions, questions that sometimes we think only kids are asked, but we, we have to ask ourselves those questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so Katie, tell me why is personal branding just completely a non-negotiable now in 2023? Cause listen, a lot of our clients are, you know, going through a time in their life where maybe they've been with a company for, I don't know, 20 plus years, found themselves unemployed. They don't know a thing about branding and maybe they put it on the back burner because I don't know. I think some of us, particularly tech challenge people like me, we want to, we put these things off because we want to believe that it's just like not something we have to do. We got to, we got to know, like, why is this a non-negotiable starting now? in the job search. Man, let me tell you, every day I talk to people that don't want to invest in themselves when they have to invest in themselves because they don't think 
And so one of the things that I've noticed over, over my career is that people say, you know, oh, I'm happy where I am. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not, I'm not looking. I'm not what have you. Okay. But you've not updated your LinkedIn profile in a long time. So what makes you think that there's not an, an executive at a Fortune 50 company that may potentially come across your resume or your LinkedIn even, um, and and you've not even updated it because you don't you don't you don't really want to have a shot at like your dream job? <laughs> like everybody has that that dream job, and so it's super important that you focus on making sure that you're really coming off as an industry leading professional. But here's the catch: the longer you wait the more you forget. And so you're going to forget some of these accomplishments as, as the time goes on. And so this big, what was a big deal today, we're going to forget that that was a big deal next year because other things have happened. So why are you losing that value when you could at least write it down and be ready so that if you're not necessarily ready to really dive in and have your resume or branding updated, which I think is a is a mistake. And I think that you should always do that. If you're not necessarily ready right that moment, that you've got these things ready and you're remembering them and you're writing them down because the worst thing you can do is lose the momentum of these accomplishments as they happen. Yeah. And I think if you're, if for those of you that are listening that are navigating a job search, you want to feel confident, you know, that people can, can hit your profile and, and have a good understanding of why you're relevant in your industry. So these, you know, these tools, you know, in the, in the conversation of personal branding are also a huge confidence uh, builder. But okay, let's talk about some mistakes people make, right? So we we talk to people all day, every day. Katie's on the phone all day, back to back, client after client. So we've heard it all, trust me. <laughs> but what are some common mistakes people make in professional branding? So going back to what I said a little bit earlier, as far as making sure that you're telling the same story across your resume and LinkedIn, um, I, I joke, like I said, about the astronaut and the school teacher. Sometimes I say chicken farmer and astronaut, whatever, like just whatever comes off my, whatever comes off my mind at the time, just because I like to try to keep things light. Because I know that, that I know that this process can be exhausting and, and really overwhelming. And, and there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it. Um, but one thing that I notice is that people aren't focusing on metrics and they aren't keeping, um, you know, they aren't keeping a tag, a, you know, an, an ongoing list of budgets and, and how many people they've managed. And so there's been so many times where people will tell me, oh, let me try to get that. Or maybe I can ask somebody or I don't remember. And a budget, like that should be a big thing that you're remembering. Like that's a big deal. If you're managing a budget as an executive or a senior leader, those are things that you want to keep track of. And so, you know, anytime you've saved the company money, made the company money, how many people you led in a project, manage project budgets, any of that stuff, write it down, make sure that you remember it. That is one of the most common mistakes that I see is that people aren't quantifying their accomplishments and then they don't remember when it's time to do it. Exactly. Give, so give us an example of, let's say, exactly what that might look like. So you have somebody that says, oh, I've led teams that like somebody in sales, for example, a senior leader in sales. Oh, I've led teams that have done X, Y, Z. What do you hear like as far as what's being left out and then give us a good quantified punchline. So just to, just to show people how different this sounds. Sure. So sometimes people say, Oh, I led a team. Um, you know, okay, well let's talk about how many people, first of all, like, you know, let's, let's quantify it where we can. So instead of saying, I led a small team of sales professionals, you could say um, mentored, trained, and developed a team of, 
than you know sales experts or sales professionals while managing a sales budget of you know 10 million and exceeding goals by 110 percent um those are just ways to kind of pull in those metrics and those and those different sales goals um i, I always say use the word how you've transformed organizations how you know how have you made the company money what have you been recognized for what you know what do your colleagues or your or executive leadership say about you as a leader make sure that you use those buzzwords and things in your resume because if you're not or in your or in your linkedin or your branding as we're talking about because that's what so branding is all of that it's not one thing it's making sure that you on paper on internet on if i met you and said hey my name is katie that all of that comes together that i'm putting off the right image of myself professionally that i want to get across so that i'm not being passed over so that i'm not having a, a muddied i call it muddying the branding like you don't know who you are we want to make sure that we've got that down down pat and so pulling all of those things together i went off on a tangent there a little bit on something different but as far as like the sales side of things obviously you want to know what the goals were, how much you achieved them by, did you win any awards? You know, President's Club is always one that's kind of well-known. Um, how are you recognized for it? Did you did you help people progress in their careers? Did you, did you promote, did you have people that were promoted due to your leadership? Like those are things that people really look for um, in a leader and from like a sales expert or sales executive um, type role. So you guys can hear the difference between, oh, I'm a sales professional who led a small team who did X, Y, Z to then what she said, which is like, okay, wow, now I'm interested. Now I know this person's a great fit. And competition is fierce. And at the director, executive, and VP level, everyone's qualified on paper, right? Like you're all qualified. So it's going to come down to these very measurable um, achievements, like, like Katie said. And then, you know, not only that, but oftentimes it's not the resume in LinkedIn that gets you the interview necessarily, actually, maybe almost never, not to, not to, not to scare anybody, but it's usually the, a roadmap for a really great conversation. So you want to have this and, you know, j just to be able to lead a conversation in that, in that way. And now, something that something that I wanted to add really quick that just came to my mind that I think is really important that we let the viewers and listeners know is something that I've seen a lot lately as far as a mistake. We were talking about mistakes, so I want to kind of go back to that a little bit and piggyback is those massive paragraphs at the beginning of your resume. Oh, my goodness. Nobody is going to read that. Nobody ever, ever is going to read that. And nobody cares that you're a servant leader. I mean, those are things that people are going to are going to know um, kind of later on, but you're going to have to showcase your quantifiable metrics and showcase like how you are able to save the company money, like show those metrics. Those are things that you're going to have to defend pretty quickly. Nobody, no, nobody, you're not going to put your, your, I'm not a nice person after 12 or don't bother me on Thursday evenings. Like you're not going to put the truth. <laughs> and so it's, 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 you know, those, those like fluffy words um, are kind of not as important as really hard metrics and accomplishments up there up top. I love that. I'm glad you mentioned that. And how many times do you hear people say, well, I'm a servant leader all day. Okay, guys, nobody cares yet. Okay. We have to. Right. That. Um, that. Yeah, I love that. So, okay. So that's a resume mistake. The big paragraphs. What else are we seeing as resume mistakes? You know, people going past 20 years, um, ageism, um, age discrimination, you know, and, and I hear it all the time, but Katie, I did this amazing thing. 30 years ago, and I need to make sure it's highlighted. Okay, well, there's ways that we can make sure it makes it in. But in an interview, somebody's going to say, wait a minute, you're hanging your hat on something that you did 30 years ago. What have you done since? And so that's really not going to, it's not really going to 
be advantageous to you to to put all of your eggs in that basket, so to speak, you know, like really try, and I can help you and we can all help you is from, from a branding, from a coaching, from a mindset, what have you aspect to really understand how the impact from the things that you've done since then. Um, I like to joke and say, um, here I am. I think I'm funny anyway. Um, clients may think otherwise, but nobody's told me yet. Um, I like to joke and say, unless you, unless you created the internet, nobody really cares what you did 30 years ago. And so, you know, it's, it's something, I mean, like I said, I think I'm funny. Maybe I missed my calling, but um, but it's one of those things that you've really got to, you know, you've really got to let some of that older stuff go to make room for the newer stuff because people in an interview immediately, if they say, what's your biggest accomplishment? And you go back to something you did 30 years ago, they're going to say, well, what about, you know, these other 25 years, have you done nothing? And so you want to try to Try to figure out a way to use that. I mean, I'm not saying that those things aren't, you know, there's there's a lot of revolutionary things that people have done 30 years ago, but it's really focusing on what's relevant in this day and age. And you don't want to age your resume and go back 30 years and dates and and some things like that, you know, depending on how you're applying. Executives, I don't know. Here's a secret, right? Executives don't really apply online. Um, you know, when's the last time that you heard a CEO or a COO say, Oh, I applied on this job board and I got the job? rarely it's 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 extremely rare it's, um you know not to say that they don't have to go through the the process through hr um you know just for standardization processes to fill out an application or whatnot but actual interview like to that step no. it's networking it's making sure that people know who you are and your branding and and so on and so forth that might be another conversation for another day but people that are so hung up on their resumes are not putting the right impact in the right places. Exactly. I think that definitely ties in. Guys, I'm going to hit that home for you, okay? Rarely are these positions found online. They are created, often created through relationships, networking, and a really powerful brand, period. So anybody that's like thinking about this, like, oh, I'm just so uncomfortable with this topic and I need to, you know, whatever. You have to dive into this, to this piece of it. You absolutely have to. Um, so, but tell us about losing my train of thought here, but tell us about, um, where do keywords matter in the LinkedIn profile? This is a big, we always hear this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's true. So down in the skills section, you have a section that'll allow you 50 keywords, 50 skills in that section. Um, it does not matter if you are tagging those skills to a specific role or a specific job, it asks you to, but no, it does not, there's no additional weight there. So if you don't take the time to do that, it does not matter. There's no additional weight there. Um, but you want to make sure that you're not putting things that are repetitive. You don't, you want to make sure um, that you're not putting, you know, basketball as a skill or, um, you know, um, I don't know, what is it, the, uh, crocheting or some kind of hobby um, as a skill. Like that's not where that goes, right? It's, it's going to be more of leadership. And if you've got things like leadership, team leadership, cross-functional leadership, um, you know, all these other different ways to say leadership, then you can probably get away with just saying one of those leaderships. Um, and, that'll, and that'll give you more room for other impactful things. One thing you can do, people ask me, well, what are the buzzwords? You can Google buzzwords in XYZ um, role. I mean, I can tell you some that I know off the off my you know off the top of my head, but certainly there are lists upon lists of things that can help you um, 
in you know in the world wide web these days and so you know i can tell you the ones that i see the most common but um it's really simple to just do a quick search and pull up some of those buzzwords um you know there's there's tons that you can use i do tell people you know to keep those pretty current and try not to keep them um try not to make them where they're um too vague and then try not to make them where they're too specific either because if you've got you know a specific um we'll say a proprietary software and it's a crm software you'd be better off putting crm than you would be putting you know um mom and pops crm software mm. um so just just kind of things like that um but that skill section you get up to 50 max it out make sure you're utilizing all 50 there that is where the skills that's where recruiters and hiring managers pull from when they're searching for um potential uh you know applicants for a position or or if they have an open position that's how they're pulling it from 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 linkedin recruiter which is a, a platform within linkedin that's how they pull them that's where they come from and so that's where you want it you don't have to load down your about section with hashtags or anything like that that is absolutely where they're pulling them from okay so that makes a lot of sense so this is also another common question that ties into that and you touched on it a little bit but what are some things that people can do to get you know, hiring managers and recruiters attention using, you know, professional branding and, and LinkedIn. Absolutely. So obviously the skills section is, is one of those things to show up in searches, but another thing is your headline, right? Um, if you're, you were just laid off, um, what, like, let's say just for an example, I'm an executive sales leader and I was just laid off. My company just shut down, whatever the case is, I would, I wouldn't want to put, um, open to work, seeking new position, um, you know, seeking open role or whatever. I wouldn't want to put that um, it as my headline because that is, nobody knows what that means. Seeking position for what? What are you? What, what's your branding? I have to and pause so, right there just for one second. I would say at least half of our clients that come to us have that headline, seeking X, Y job in X, Y, Z market. Tell us why that is just not okay. Because people want to know who you are. And um, and so like if you if you that's another place to kind of, you know, uh, put your branding, implement your branding, executive sales leader experienced in, um, you know, 100 million plus revenue generating. I don't know. I just made that up. But, you know, something along those lines, something really punchy and, and who you are as an executive, you know, executive sales leader, executive operations leader, transformational C-suite leader focused in operational optimization and driving or managing $300 million budgets. I don't know, just it's along that line because that really helps get attention in your profile instead of seeking open position, open to work. And I also, I don't know, this might be, this may be controversial to somebody, but I don't recommend putting open to work on your profile picture either. That's personal opinion. To me, it comes off as desperate. Yeah. And it doesn't, you guys got to really ask yourself, like what you have on there, does it feel good? You could almost see the change in energy when Katie's talking about these punchlines and then, oh, looking for work. You know, it's, it's this downstream sort of desperate feeling that, that comes off. And again, I know that's going to be controversial for many, um, maybe even <laughs> possible listeners right now. Um, but okay. So we know we need to stick out. We know that we want some punchlines. Is there anything else people can do? to catch someone's eye because we know these resumes and LinkedIn's they sort of you know stack up what what can we do other than our headline that can maybe get someone's attention 
your about section, you want to make sure that you're showcasing um, your accomplishments. Like, show, don't just have like a couple paragraphs um, that are showing, um, you know, all this servant leader fluffy stuff. Like, show off some some big accomplishments. Make sure that you've got something that delineates that, um, and then uh, it'll show a lot of different, um, a lot like like if you kind of look at my profile or my LinkedIn or, or your LinkedIn or somebody's LinkedIn that we've done, it'll show like bullets that are like, did, you know, this impactful thing, did this impactful thing, did this impactful thing, and don't write it in third person. People want to think they're talking to you. Even if they're helping you, I'm going to write it as if you're writing it. Don't let Katie accomplish this and Katie accomplish that because that immediately is a red flag that shows that you're, um, not writing it about you and so you know and also make sure you if you are having help make sure you know it front and back make sure that you really know your resume or your linkedin profile or your about section because you want to make sure that you're not um saying things that aren't true because you got to defend it you know in an interview so we don't want you to get to an interview setting and somebody say oh you i see you did x y and z and, and the first thing you say is i did what yeah. <laughs> so you want to make sure you really know and that it's factual and that you can speak to it. Yeah. Um, also, guys, you might want to consider having a picture on there that you're really, really proud of, right? You don't want to get too hung up on it, but you know, you want to feel good about what's on your profile. And our approach to, to professional and personal and professional branding is that you you want this to be something that you can pivot and fall back on for life. So it's not even just for the next job. We know the statistics show that people are, are only in jobs one to three years, and that might creep some people out if you really are craving longevity. And I, you can find that, but it's just the truth of the matter. It just is what it is. People are not in jobs as long, and you want to be able to, you know, if there's a riff or a layoff or whatever, you want to be able to pivot and fall back into, you know, an amazing network of people that you're excited to be connected with. If I decided today, oh, I'm going to close ECU. I don't want to be an entrepreneur anymore, which will never happen ever. But, you know, I know I can pivot over to my LinkedIn and I can have some really high quality interviews really fast because there's there's a brand there. There's measurable achievements that are relevant to, you know, my target market. So keep that in the back of your mind, guys. It's not just for today. It's forever. And this branding conversation isn't going anywhere. LinkedIn's not going anywhere. It's the most fruitful place you can be um, in the job search. Um, anything you want to add, Katie, and then I'll kind of do a, a, a recap. I mean, I think that you've kind of helped cover it. I hope that some of this advice really reaches um, some of the right people just because, you know, it's something that we preach on a daily basis. And so being in this in this forum and being able to, to speak to hopefully a, a good amount of people and kind of give them this advice, I hope that it resonates um, and that somebody can get some value from it. Yeah. And again, guys, I know it's a, it can be a really intimidating topic because it is work, like maintaining a personal brand is work, but just little actionables each day really do go a long way. Um, so, you know, maybe write down one thing you want to do each day, even if it's just put out a short piece of content. You know, I hear some of our clients get all, you know, I only got five likes on whatever post. And I'm like, well, if those five people walked in right now, what would you do? You know, five people are a lot. So even if you're not going viral in a world of, you know, viral TikToks, it's, it's okay. Like and that, that goes back to the mindset thing. So let's recap. We know we, we need to work on our mindset on what's possible with branding, how we put ourselves out there, how we think about ourselves. Um, we know that having a personal brand is non-negotiable, guys. It's 2023. we got to dig into this. we got to dive into it. It's going to serve you in your career forever. Um, and let's say you want to 
uh, not to trail off here again, but let's say you want to go into having a consultancy at some point, or you want a consultant, the number, you want to be a consultant. The number one issue in consultancy is sort of lead gen and, and great relationships and branding. So this is even more important for people who want to go after um, consultant roles. And then we went over some mistakes. So we know uh, some mistakes to not do on your resume. We're not going to do big paragraphs. We're going to focus on focus on measurable measurable achievements um, and not be so general, right? We want to have those amazing punchlines. Um, what was the other one? Oh, keywords. We figured out where those matter. Um, let's see. We have a question. If you have your PhD, oh, Dr. Ford, one of my favorites. Should you put doctor in front of your name on LinkedIn? What do you think, Katie? Doesn't matter. Um, it, it, a lot of people, that's a, that's a good that's a good mindset thing, right? A lot of people think, um, and I hear it all over the board. Somebody even told me the other day, why would you put MBA behind my name? That's so junior. And I'm like, junior, you work for that. Like, that's important. I would, I would absolutely put that. I'm going to, every single thing that I work for, I don't know where my camera is. There we go. Every single thing that I work for that's on this screen right here, these, these right here, I'm going to put every single one of those behind my name because I had to work hard for that. So it doesn't really matter if you put doctor or if you put PhD, um, but I would absolutely put it because you worked hard for that. And that's something that you should be proud of. Absolutely. That's the other thing we hear people with the mindset thing. People, people want to uh, like sort of retract and hold back. No, we are here to show out <laughs> with our branding, right? Um, let's see. So if you got something from this again, head over to executive, uh, excuse me, execupgrades.com forward slash podcast. Give us a review um, over on iTunes. Thank you for all you listeners out there. And thank you, Katie, for being on and giving us all this valuable information. Now, everybody go out there and do something in your personal brand you can feel good about. And we'll see you next time. See you Bye -bye. later.